0: Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition. You can take control of the airwaves toll free at 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line for you. 1 800 259 9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at FreeTalkLive.com. All the features on the site totally free. So do enjoy those on us. That's FreeTalkLive.com. To start things out tonight, we go to Asheville, North Carolina. Where, according to the Citizen Times, charges against an Asheville couple mark the first use of a 90-year-old North Carolina law on desecration of the American flag since the Vietnam War era, state court officials said Tuesday. Now, before we get into this story, we've reported over the last few years on any, pretty much any incidents of flag burning or if, if there's a flag story in the news... We talk about it on Free Talk Live. Right, we don't Live skip that. Because it it hardly ever happens. Um, so it's not like we've got one every week that we're reporting on. Um, it's newsworthy. So that's why we're doing it. It's something newsworthy considering it, it happens so rarely. And so far, up until this point, every single story we've reported on has been, you know, two 18-year-old kids. I'm just paraphrasing their stories for you. This is basically what they all are. Two 18-year-old kids in college or not, they've stolen somebody's flag. They've set it on fire. Mm-hmm. It never involved someone's own flag. On their own property. We have uh,
1: read uh, a story where it was uh, a p- the person's flag, but they were burning it on public property. which really? uh, Yeah. Um, that was quite some time ago. And, you know, that's a really
0: an arson issue more than anything. I mean, setting... Anything on fire on public property might be a problem. Right. Now, this story doesn't involve burning, and it also involves someone's own flag. So Mm. it's completely different from any other story we've ever read. Uh, In addition, the two people in question here also happen to be Ron Paul supporters, which is kind of an interesting twist. Mm. And I don't know if the article itself mentions that, but the picture that goes along with the article shows the two in their living room, and there's a Ron Paul for president sign. In the bottom left corner of the photo. So here you go. Even then, police used the law only two times. Back-to-back U.S. Supreme Court decisions since then make it unconstitutional, civil rights experts said. Dick Ellis, the public information bureaucrat for the administrative office of the court, says it hasn't been used in so long we don't even keep a statistic on it. A Buncombe County Sheriff's deputy acting on a complaint from a fellow National Guardsman issued the charge Wednesday at the Brevard Road home of Mark and Deborah Coon. An ensuing uh, scuffle with the deputy put the Coons in custody on charges of assault on a government employee, obstruction, and flag desecration. All hmm. misdemeanors. They were released from jail Wednesday afternoon. The Coons said they were assaulted by the deputy. Deborah Coon told a 911 dispatcher that Scarborough has, this is the deputy, has broken into our home and is violating our rights state law prohibits anyone from knowingly mutilating, defiling, defacing, or trampling the U.S. or North Carolina flags. The sheriff's office has said the Coons desecrated the flag by pinning signs to it, not by flying it upside down. Now, in the photo, just for your information here, the couple is shown holding signs. It are, they are the signs that they had attached to the flag. Mm-hmm. So, this, I think these are pretty helpful little signs, considering... When you're dealing with the flag, people tend to get a little uppity. People tend to get a little touchy about how you handle the flag. And so the signs that were attached say, it is a distress signal. Help your country. The upside-down flag is not a sign of disrespect. Right. It is a distress signal. But apparently that wasn't good enough to prevent them from having a sheriff's office uh, deputy break into their home and harass them. What if you pinned God Bless America to the flag? Um, A little sign that said, God bless America, to the flag. And it was right side up? Is that desecration? I don't know. That's that's an excellent question. I think the fact that the flag was upside down is what got the attention in the first I suspect. The sheriff's office will conduct an internal review to determine whether the deputy, Brian Scarborough, was in the right for personally taking action on the complaint. Sheriff Van Duncan said the usual procedure is to refer the complaint to the Asheville Police He uh, said the unfortunate situation is going to be a very emotional issue, but we are going to review it. The deputy appeared to have acted correctly after he arrived at the Coons' home, said Duncan. If someone has issued a citation, then they must provide I.D., The arrest came less than a week after Asheville police responded to a separate complaint about the Coons flag. No citations were issued and no report was filed. Ellis said the only other two flag desecration cases he could find mentioned in the state records took place back during the Vietnam War era, another time when tensions were high over America's involvement in a war. At least one of those charges was dropped. Now, we actually have yet to really find out what happened in this particular case, and we'll get to that here shortly. But, um as i understand it it actually involves a military member snitching these people right. out it was a national guardman right said that in the uh, article and so <laughs> it's kind of odd isn't it weren't they uh, fighting for freedom over in iraq i thought that that's what the pr line is when it when it comes to the the whole iraq conflict that they're you know fighting for freedom over there apparently they're not fighting for the freedom to display the flag in the way that you want to Anyway, a spirited debate has been brewing since Officer Scarborough arrested the Coons on Wednesday following what was initially a flag desecration complaint, but uh, escalated into assault and obstruction charges. The Coons, who are hanging an upside-down American flag with signs attached to their front porch, said they flew the flag to protest the state of the country. An upside-down flag is recognized as a distress signal. The Coons said the signs pinned to the flag were to explain why they were displaying the flag upside-down, along with a photo of President Bush without now written on it. Sheriff's reports show Scarborough, who's 25, told the couple they were illegally displaying the flag and told Mark Coon he would be ticketed. When asked for identification, Coon allegedly refused, slammed the door on the deputy's hand, and broke a glass pane, which cut Scarborough's hand, according to the sheriff's office. Hmm. That's mm. the assault. You know, sometimes when it comes to um, stories involving the police... Now, I wonder how
1: his hand got there.
0: Did he stick out his hand to prevent the door from being closed? Or did Probably. it just happen to be there? I'm, I'm guessing the, the I mean, former. Was he
1: gesturing while he talked and uh, the guy slammed the door on his hand? Or was he holding out his hand to prevent the
0: guy from slamming the door? I would guess the uh, prevention aspect. Yeah. That, that seems to be the way these guys work. You know, they'll stick a foot in the door if they think it'll help them get into your house or whatever. Uh, now, I'm wondering um, if...
1: You know, if somebody slams the door on the the, the peace officer's hand, um, or, or, or you know slams the door in his face, and tells him to leave their property. Couldn't he just send the ticket to them?
0: Well, according to again the officer or the uh, the sheriff, you have to show ID when you're being cited. Why? Well, because they have silly rules, Mark, and you must follow them because you're their slave. I mean, I, I, it, is is an American citizen
1: obligated, even by the Constitution, to show ID to an authority figure? I don't know about that. It doesn't, um, it doesn't I don't seem think, like... I I've read I don't the think Constitution should be. backward and forward, and I don't, I don't see that anywhere. It seems kind of... If somebody doesn't want to show ID, I don't see any reason right.
0: why... Let the damn officer do some detective work and figure out whose house he's at so he can write the citation. Well, I mean,
1: it should be pretty clear if there's a citation to be written for a, uh, a a flag being desecrated on a pole out in front of somebody's house, that's the house that needs the, the citation, right?
0: It yeah. shouldn't be difficult to figure out who owns the house. Send him a ticket, right? You'd think. I mean, who's to say that this guy that answered the door is even the owner of the house? I, he may be he's the, not a house
1: sitter. He may be a renter. Um, right. In which case... You know, he may have had a flagpole installed, and and then it would be the renter's uh, problem to pay the the fine. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't seems
0: a little strange forcing somebody to uh, show ID. Well, get this. Now the uh, the <laughs> the officer is saying that a glass pane broke, which cut his hand. Now the coons are saying when they closed and locked the door, Scarborough intentionally broke the glass unlocked the door, and entered their home to place the Coons under arrest. That sounds more likely to me. The sheriff's office said the Coons attacked Scarborough by hitting him him in the neck and the face. And the Coons have denied that allegation. Well, when you have a home invader, I think it's absolutely appropriate to attack him if he's coming in and putting you in danger. This man was out of control. If he's breaking windows and
1: unlocking doors, it's a little dangerous. Here's what I'm wondering is exactly... As a, as a citizen, what's your obligation um, as far as a police officer coming in um, to your house? I mean, can the, what can the police officer do without you reacting um, to them? Can, can the officer beat you up and, and you're just supposed to take it? Just supposed to lay there like can a the officer can, your, can the officer rape your wife in front of you? Apparently, they're saying... I want to know, what can you do if an officer is out of control?
0: And, uh, the, the, again, the cops are saying that it looks like this officer was completely um, by the book. It looks like he's everything he did was okay. I want to know if you feel the same way at 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. The live Saturday edition. Toll free for you. 800-259-9231. Uh, you can dial in and bring up whatever you want. Or comment on the flag story we're talking about right now. Involving a North Carolina couple who was flying the flag upside down. in, in a, As a symbol of distress. And they were snitched out to the police by a military member. Who we'll talk a little bit more about here in a moment. But I want to hear from you as to whether or not you think it was appropriate Uh, for the police to come after these people for flying the flag upside down. Uh, Also, the police officer allegedly broke into their home and assaulted them uh, during the entire situation. We'll talk about that as well. 1-800-259-9231 is the Sekel CAI toll-free line, and it is Ian here with you. And Mark? You can join us online at freetalklive.com com. All the features on our site are totally free, including the Shrine of Female listeners. Dozens of ladies have sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. See what I mean by heading over to Shrine.FreeTalkLive.com. That is Shrine.FreeTalkLive.com.
1: The Republican Liberty Caucus welcomes new members in the pursuit of individual rights, limited government, and free enterprise principles, all within the GOP. Visit RLC.org and click Join Us today.
0: We'll find liberty together. That's RLC.org. All right, so here is the uh, the rest of the story in regards to this North Carolina situation where, for the very first time, someone has actually been uh, – some, someone is getting in trouble for a flag crime that involves their own flag, I, I mean, at least for the first time in recent history. These people were flying the American flag out in front of their home with two signs attached to it. They were flying the flag upside down with two signs hanging beneath it, presumably, that explained what they were doing, which is, was a very smart move on their part, because whenever you do something involving the American flag that doesn't that, that isn't just flying it as you normally would, people start to get upset and... You have to explain yourself to people. And if you're not standing next to the flag at all times to explain it to every single person that walks by, there are going to be people that misinterpret. There are going to be people that misunderstand.
1: Right. That's why I personally would not um, use the flag in any form of protest, whatever. It's just uh, right. it's too volatile. Yep. Um, burning a flag, flying it upside down, uh, doing whatever to the flag. It it doesn't make
0: any sense. Now, you personally wouldn't use the flag, but that doesn't mean that you don't support these people's freedom to do
1: so. As far as I'm concerned, this is a free country, and one of the freedoms that we have is the freedom to
0: set on fire any piece of pa- fabric we own. As or, in as this what... case, hang it upside down. Right. Uh, the U.S., let's see here, the Coons say that they closed the door after the deputy claimed he was going to write them a citation and demanded identification from one of the uh, one of the two people. He then closed the door, and after that, the sheriff's deputy, according to the Coons, busted through the glass next to the door. You know, a lot of people have that sort of panel of glass next to their front door. He busted through one of the the glass panels, reached in, unlocked the door, then came inside the house, where Coons then uh, attacked—excuse me, Coons is the the name of the couple— Scarborough is the, the officer. The sheriff's office then claims that, the, that uh, the couple attacked Officer Scarborough by hitting him in the neck and the face, which it seems to me that they'd be justified in doing even if they did it because you have an in, a home invader at that point. Uh, but the Coons have denied that allegation. A U.S. Supreme Court decision in 1989 and 1990 which protected flag desecration as a form of expressive conduct under the First Amendment raised questions as to the legality of the North Carolina law. The ACLU from North Carolina says, we believe it's unconstitutional across the board. This was clearly expressive conduct, and I think it makes it an even more egregious violation because this was clearly expressive conduct. Spokes bureaucrat for the Attorney General said, as far as she knows, the Attorney General's office hasn't been asked to render a legal opinion on the state's flag desecration law. Constitutional or not, a flag desecration law is on the books in North Carolina, which is one of the reasons Mark Radford said he decided to alert authorities about the Coons flag. Radford, the snitch in this case, is a staff sergeant in the National Guard's Asheville-based military police battalion. He served in the military for 14 years. He said he first noticed the Coons flag... In the middle of July, while driving to and from the National Guard unit headquarters, he said he is not friends with Officer Scarborough, but knows him as a soldier, and from seeing him on patrol near the unit headquarters, uh, quote, I'm all about free speech, and to have all this stuff in his yard, that would be fine. Nobody really cares. But when you take the American flag, to do that, it's illegal. But personally, it was disrespectful. I was like, man, too many people have served under that flag. I'm gonna have to pick up the phone and snitch these folks out to the sheriff's department. All right, I added that last part, but that's what he did. He was, he was, he felt as though uh, that this was disrespectful, and apparently, being disrespectful, at least that's you know that was his interpretation. Being disrespectful in North Carolina is against the law, which that seems a little, I don't know, wrong. In a supposedly free country, I should be able to disrespect anybody I want to, because disrespecting doesn't involve bringing harm to someone. It doesn't involve desecrating someone else's property. It doesn't involve, uh, you know, breaking things. It doesn't involve harming somebody else physically. It's rude to disrespect somebody else, but you don't have a right, or you shouldn't have a right in America, to be free from offense, in fact, that's the purpose behind the First Amendment, is to protect offensive speech. It really is.
1: Um, you know, when, it, when you think about First Amendment, it, when, you t- when you're talking about football or baseball or um, you know, all kinds of different things, the weather, Lindsay Lohan, those things don't need to be protected. Mm. We, we're free to talk about those all we want. What needs to be protected is really offensive speech. That's what were
0: the First Amendment's there for. Right. But apparently these uh, National Guardsmen who have supposedly sworn an oath to uphold and protect the Constitution, maybe maybe they haven't actually read it. In fact, we we've talked to military guys that have told us straight out that they don't teach the Constitution in basic training, so they swear an oath to uphold the Constitution, but how many of them have actually read the Constitution? How many of them have read the Bill of Rights? Radford said the flag raised the ire of several soldiers in his unit. He said he told the deputy about the flag on Monday, whether a law is seldom enforced. Doesn't matter, he said. Quote, the law is the law, and, we don't, and if we don't follow the rule of laws of society, where does it go from here? Well, the law sucks, and laws that are bad shouldn't be followed, Officer Radford or Sir Radford or whatever the heck
1: your name is. See, that that's another thing, is if we don't... When we have so many laws, some laws are bound to be bad. It just has, Statistically, it has to happen. Some right. laws have to be bad. What, do you think these people are infallible that pass these laws? Now, you know, I mean, in Germany they had laws uh, about gassing Jews. Yeah, we, we had laws about Indians. We had laws about black people riding in the backs of buses mm-hmm. and um, having to sit in certain sections in restaurants. We've had all kinds of bad laws in this country.
0: According well, do to you, this jerk, you should have followed you, every
1: single one of them. How do you handle, how does a good... Uh, a patriotic American, handle
0: a bad law. You protest it. Yeah, by breaking it. Like Gandhi did. Let's go to the phones and talk to Ken in Washington, listening on KBBO, KUSA. Hello, Ken.
2: Yes. Uh, I wanted to make some comments about uh, what you were talking about with the flag
3: burning. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Go ahead.
2: uh, First of all, I am in the National Guard, and
3: to sit there and badmouth
2: the National Guard and the people for reporting it, to the, to
0: the, uh. Yeah, just like a snitch, snitch squad a, would. Oh, no,
2: a snitch squad would tell, no. Reporting it, just like any good citizen would report any going out
0: there. Oh, that's a crime, please. Give me a break. People are fl- flying the flag upside down. Fears.
2: What laws you're gonna
0: obey and what laws you're not gonna obey. Oh, you don't do that yourself, Ken? Hang on, we'll bring you back. If you'll hang well if you'll hang, we'll bring you back. Give you a little more time, okay? Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. He's gonna defend the law. You should obey every single law. If you're not in obeying every single law, you're a bad American. Oh, yeah? Let's find out about that. This is Free Talk Live. You take control and bring up anything. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. The toll-free number for you is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231 one 800 Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away. And those features include the bulletin board system with over a quarter of a million posts for you to surf around through. There are serious issues and fun stuff all being discussed, all totally free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. And as the dollar continues to drop, precious metals rise. Make the trend your friend by subscribing to the International Speculator. Go to d2z.org and add the right precious metal mining stock to your portfolio that's d2z.org as we go back to ken in washington thanks for hanging on ken Uh, he's a national guardsman calling in to defend the awful law in north carolina that says that people can't desecrate the flag in the case we're talking about they were flying it upside down with some signs attached to it explaining why they were flying it a uh, officer law enforcement officer broke into their home and uh, and assaulted them over it and you're saying that's all okay in your book
2: Oh, no, you're, you misunderstood what I said. I said, the way you interpreted or put out that the National Guardman snitched on these people, all he did was report uh, somebody yes, that that's was... that's called snitching. No matter uh, what the law was, all these people had to do was show ID, take their citation, walk into court, and defend themselves just like any other American should do.
3: If um, you were now, doing Ken, something against yeah, the law
2: and you object to the law... Then you should take it to court and defend what you 're doing not uh, not try to assault a police officer they didn 't
1: assault him It's it 's difficult to say what exactly happened can the uh, you know we weren 't there and it 's difficult to, to know now my question is this um, when it, you said that it 's uh, the right you know the the obligation of every good member of the national guard to report uh, any violation of, of the law is that correct of america
2: if you 're american okay fine.
1: See somebody... National Guardsmen, American, that's fine. My question here is, is it, um, you know, say say you were in 1941 and uh, you saw some Japanese-Americans in the West Coast that decided they didn't want to report to the uh, concentration camps that we put them into. Would you report them? I am not in
2: 1941. I'm in 2007.
1: I'm asking if. You see, it's an if scenario. If you were in uh, Germany in 1939 and you knew where they were hiding some Jews, would you turn them in so they could gas them?
2: Okay, you're talking two different eras here and two different entirely situations. Let's stick on a subject if you can't keep that. Are you afraid Ken, to answer the question? Ken, it's a hypothetical.
1: I, I, sir. It's, it's not hypothetical in the sense that um, it's about the law. You see, this is the law, Ken, and you think that it's the obligation of every good American to report a violator of the law, and I'm trying to um, point out to you that some laws are good and some laws are bad, and you're dodging the question.
2: You, def- you go to court and you defend or, or fight that law. You do not.
0: Okay, let's talk about today. Let's talk about today's society, okay? Let's say they pass a law that prevents, oh, I don't know, Muslims from walking around. We have new concentration camps like we did back in the 40s, uh, except for this time it's for Muslims and immigrants. And let's say you spot somebody with a turban walking around down the street, and you're pretty sure he's a Muslim. Uh, would you call him in? Okay, that's not the law, though. <laughs> all right, here's a real law for you. Since you're, since you're completely incapable of answering a, a theoretical question, here's, here's one that it does exist. In all 50 states, there are laws prohibiting people from smoking marijuana. Let's say you're walking down the street and you pass by somebody who has a marijuana cigarette in their mouth. You can tell because they're smoking it. Would you snitch them out? I wouldn't
3: snitch them out. I would report them to
1: the police.
0: Right. Okay. Now, Call uh, what you want, sir. Now Now,
1: um, let's. Now, many states have laws about uh, carrying fire. Have firearms, even though their constitutions say that it's legal for everyone to own a firearm. Like and, New York City, it, you know, there's no way to ban and, it. Would you snitch out somebody that you knew had a firearm? And if
2: they, if was, they had it illegally, I wouldn't snitch them out. I would report them.
1: Right. I got to say, you're a bad American, Ken. Yeah. You know, I think you're a scumbag, would, Ken.
2: You're a communist. You're I'm a communist. A, I'm a
1: communist because I want people to be able to carry guns like the Second Amendment says.
2: You don't care about the laws that are, that are on the I
1: care about don't... the highest law on the land, the Constitution, oh. sir. Apparently you don't. The one he swore to upheld, by the way.
2: And the damn Constitution, and hey, damn it, I have read
4: it.
1: Fine, you've read it. Then why in the world would you snitch on somebody who had a gun? Because they illegally had a gun. Look, look, those are bad laws. This is the highest okay. law on the land. You know as well as I do the Constitution's the What's highest law in the land. Say.
0: Maybe it's been a few years since he's read
1: it. Why don't you it read it It says a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms, shall not be infringed. Would you infringe that, Ken? I would not infringe it,
2: but I would enforce the law okay. to prevent it. See, he you would make me infringe it, sick, sir. He would you infringe it. You make me sick.
0: He'd snitch He'd... on the person, and then the cops would come well, and infringe well, it for that him. That
2: one's out there carrying guns at will.
0: What?
1: Uh, hold on, a, 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 fel- a, a convicted felon, is that what you're saying? Yes. I'm a convicted felon. Do you think I shouldn't be able to pre- protect my wife from a, a an intruder? I, I don't think you should have a gun. Well, how am I going to protect myself if the guy has a gun? There, there are many
0: other ways to protect yourself than not having a gun. You should but call the cops, Mark, the cops, Mark, like any good citizen. That way the cops can come clean up my corpse after it's all over, right? Thanks for nothing, Ken. You're worthless. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. These are the people that are that, that they believe they're defending freedom. He, he's not defending freedom, and he doesn't even think it in his own mind. If he sees you doing something that he, that he thinks is against the law, he'll snitch you out, or in his terms, report you. See, this is what police. I don't get.
1: Is how you can say that the highest law of the land, the Constitution, of the United States, so, uh, some government, some state government, or, or a national government passes some law against owning or bearing a firearm, and then the Constitution clearly trumps that. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't care what the Supreme Court justices say. This thing was written so that Americans can understand but, it. But Mark, what about people walking around
0: with guns? Well, be polite to them. that what he them. said? Be polite to them. Uh, well, get, here's, a, here's a news flash for you. Here in New Hampshire, where we do the show from. And in a handful of other states, I think Texas is one, uh, you can actually walk around with a gun on your hip without having a license for it. Mm-hmm. It's called Vermont's, open... Vermont, that's true, too. It's called open carry. Yeah. Uh, you people, can do it in Alaska.
1: People walk around, do walk around here in New Hampshire with guns on their hips. It and, is not the Old West. I have never seen anyone shot in the street
0: at 20 paces. Well, the Wild West wasn't even that wild anyway. No, it's Hollywood. Yeah. So, <laughs> wow, man, how sad is this, right? I, I mean, this guy is allegedly a member of the National Guard. He's allegedly sworn an oath to uphold the Constitution. Yet as soon as a law is passed that seems to counterindicate what the Constitution says, he's more than happy to be part of the snitch squad and turn in people. This, You know, this is it dovetails ju- with I, what we were talking about earlier this week. Remember the story from after uh, Hurricane I do Katrina? Agree, I do.
1: Hold on, before you go on to that, I, I do sort of agree with him that uh, probably the best way to handle it if you're going to protest a law like that is to take it to court and fight it. Um, that that's the way that you're going to, you know, that's the way likely you're going to uh, see the best results. Some I can people may not that. agree with me, though.
0: I can imagine that this uh, cop in this case was being a little belligerent and rude to these people. If he so... broke their
1: window, it seems that way.
0: Yeah, let's uh, let's continue with the phone calls, though, and talk to Jason in Florida listening on WFTL. Hello, Jason. You're on Free Talk Live.
5: How are you doing, sir? Hey, what's on yes, your mind? Sir. Well, uh, first, I just want to say I agree with you that there should be no law. Uh, against flag-burning, desecration, anything like that. But I believe this is a a case of rights versus responsibilities. Just because I have the right to do something does not mean that I should. And And that's where it really comes into play. I have the right to burn a cross if I want to, use it as an expression of political speech. But it's such an emotionally charged symbol that... I probably shouldn't do it.
1: I agree that it's a poor choice.
5: Except in extreme circumstances. And that's that's the thing. Um, you've got to understand, I'm a veteran. Mm-hmm. I have a degree in history and in political theory. Excellent. So it is perfectly within my rights to do it, but I have to understand that it is such an emotionally charged symbol. There are people right now in a time of war who may not understand the nuances of what I'm trying to say? That it is a a blunt instrument. It is a club over which I've hit people. It's over an the head. anvil. Visually. Clearly, it's that-
1: huge. I totally agree. Now, my question, as a veteran, um, mm-hmm. would you report a Japanese American who uh, didn't want to go to uh, the concentration camps in 1941, or um, you know, a Jewish American who didn't, or excuse me, a, a Jewish, a German Jew who didn't want to go to the gas chambers in 1938.
5: No, cer- certainly, certainly not. And that's ah, thank that's goodness the where responsibility comes into play. Right. the Everybody... responsibility
1: of Americans, absolutely, to right. to to um you know enforce morality over bad laws.
0: I, I think you're a good American, sir, and I I really appreciate that you had the courage to answer that question. Unlike the other member of the military that was just on the phone. Just
1: to, just it just goes to show that there are lots of different types of members right. of the military, and they
0: have lots of different opinions. They're, They're just, just a, Americans, t- just like us. Thank you for the call, Jason. We appreciate. it hearing from you i agree with the i agree with the guy it's not the most effective form of protest no, absolutely. but they should be free to make the mistake of that that ineffective form of protest
1: I, you know they could pierce their nose as far as i'm concerned it's a mistake but whatever
0: 800-259-9231 this is free talk live This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, the Saturday edition. We're live. It's Ian here with you and Mark. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231, the Sekel CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, so enjoy those on us. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then go shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Come. There are 41 categories to shop in. You know Amazon, they're the world's largest internet retailer. All kinds of products, great super saver shipping deals, and uh, you're going to love it. Because you, when you uh, order through Amazon.freetalklive.com, not only are you going to get the products you want at a great price, but a percentage of your sale on anything you buy, whether it's a new item or a used item or anything, will get a percentage of your sale. So it's a great way to get your shopping done and help Free Talk Live out all at the same time. Go to Amazon dot free talk live, dot we're talking about a story out of North Carolina. A North Carolina couple was flying the American flag upside down at their house. Uh, they had attached two signs to the flag to help explain why they were flying the flag in that way. The signs read, it is a distress signal. Help your country. The upside down flag is not a sign of disrespect. So they were trying to make it pretty clear uh, what they were doing. That, of course, didn't stop some busybody uh, busybody National Guardsmen from calling in the flag as a violation violation of the law to the North Carolina police, one of the police departments in the area. The officer then responded and attempted to write a citation for almost a 100-year-old law that is virtually never enforced and has been ruled unconstitutional, yet still remained on the books... Oh, well, in their defense, um, it's almost never enforced, probably because they almost never have a flag desecration. I mean,
1: it's it's rare that right. we see one at but all. But
0: the fact is the, the law is unconstitutional, and it's been ruled that, but it was never removed from the books, and mm-hmm. they're still using it. Um, and so he tried writing the folks a citation. They didn't want to give him their name. They closed the door. He then broke into the home and allegedly assaulted the couple. And uh, let's continue with the phone calls here. Let's go to Puke in New Hampshire on the amplifier line. Hello, Puke.
6: Good evening, guys.
0: Hey, Puke, as a former member of the armed forces uh, in the, the Army, how do you feel about all this?
6: Uh, I think it's pretty ridiculous. Um, I was deployed three times in my six-and-a-half-year uh, little stint in the Army, and each time I had all of my buddies sign an American flag and flew it over the uh, the base as kind of a
0: souvenir. And Isn't that desecration signing I an guess, American flag?
6: I guess it would be. A, Somebody you know, can, can consider be arrested it. for that. And and a couple of guys when I was doing it would say, you know, this is we're not supposed to do this or whatever. Just kind of joking around. And I I would tell them, well, this flag symbolizes the exact thing that I'm doing, which is freedom of speech. You know, and if you don't like it, then what's the point of having a flag that's supposed to stand for freedom? Mm. Uh, it's it's completely um, hypocritical. To say how, such things.
0: how do you feel about the guy that called in from the National Guard earlier who uh, said that he had no objection to snitching on people, though? He didn't like that word. He preferred the term reporting, uh, yeah. snitching on people for breaking any law in this country.
6: Yeah, um, it means exactly the same thing. And uh, my my opinion of that fellow from his short call was that he was probably a uh, the type of soldier, you know, he, depending on his rank. I've met these guys a lot. In the army, and they would they would be the kind of sergeants that would walk around and just nitpick all these uh, stupid little rules that the army has. Like if you were walking and talking on a cell phone at the same time, you know it's no big deal. It's just like something that they would love to go out of their way and just um, complain to a, a, a private or something about. And, and they were the they're the kind of guys that nobody likes. Hmm. And and you know clearly he doesn't understand the whole concept of being in the military and serving for freedom and all that jazz.
0: Apparently not. It's
6: just pretty sad. What, and uh,
0: uh, go ahead.
6: Oh, I was just going to say, um, if you're going to protest using a flag and you don't want to get uh, uh, arrested or whatever, I, I suggest that you try maybe uh, taking out one of the stars so it only has 49 stars, <laughs> and then there you go, it's not an American flag anymore.
0: <laughs> That's it an interesting anymore, approach. What would you say, puke, of the uh, the people that you met in the military? how many of them were like that guy that you were talking about? How many of them were the nitpicky uh intrusive busybody types versus the people that are just kind of cool what what would you well, say percentage wise
6: Um it usually depended on the higher the rank usually it meant that they were more nitpicky and they would they would uh you know bitch and complain about all these little rules hmm. but but most of the guys that were just you know the low ranking sergeants and privates you know. If it wasn't any big rule, you know, we didn't care. We were just, you know, we we understood that, uh, you know, some things aren't that big a deal. And, and, you know, if you're a snitch, you're a snitch no matter where you're at, and nobody's going to like you if you're that type of person. But unfortunately, in the military, the uh, the type of person that gains rank and stays in the military for a long time and and becomes your leader, so-called, is usually the kind of person that nobody likes, and they Mm. can't get a real job, and they enjoy having all that power over you.
0: Yep, that's that's a typical description of a uh, administrative bureaucrat, whether they're in the military or they're you know in the post office. Thanks for the call, Puke. We appreciate Bro. hearing from you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty the uh, ninety two thirty one. The more invasive, the more annoying, the more bureaucratic, uh, those are the ones that advance. Those are the ones that want to make it into a career. They love to control people. They love to control others. That's their job, and they relish it. 800-259-9231, And I think they are the true enemies of American freedom. Let's continue with the calls. Uh, Let's go to Courtney, calling from Florida, listening on WFTL. Hello, Courtney.
7: Hey, good afternoon.
0: Hey, what's on your mind?
7: Um, The gentleman, I think his name was Ken. Yes. Um, Ken, the snitch. He's probably going to be more upset with my very strong Caribbean accent with the position I'm about to take. Okay. But it's people like Ken that clearly is responsible for the way they think and feel while the the law of the land, the Constitution, is constantly being eroded and being rewritten by other laws, by tyrants.
0: Yeah, he doesn't and care.
7: I just want to know what was so important to cite these people. He could have cited them maybe another day. He could have waited. But no, he had to wear his ego on his shoulder or his sleeve to break into these people's homes. And what if they had exercised their Second Amendment right and somebody <laughs> yeah. was
0: killed? They'd be in They'd big, big trouble. Deep S if they didn't, if they had done that. Can you imagine how you would feel if that happened? You would, you would, immediately know you were dealing with a rogue officer, and anything could happen. This man is breaking into your home, and who knows what he's going to do next? Right. That's gonna be scary. He seems out of control just, if he's breaking a window pane to me.
7: Just to fight somebody? Yeah. That's ridiculous. I mean, he's probably one of those flashlight cops that is just so eager to, to put another stripe on his resume.
0: Probably Thanks for taking my call. Thanks, Thank Courtney. You. Great one. Appreciate hearing from you. Let's go to Chris listening on WFTL in Florida. Hello, Chris. You're on Free Talk Live.
8: Hello. How are you? Great. What's yes, on sir. your mind, sir? Great show, uh, uh Great, great show. Thank and, you. Uh, um, you are a challenging host. I'm glad the. Uh, I will call. I spent five years in the army in the Vietnam era, mm. airborne ranger. I was a captain and had a command.
1: You that sound National way too Guard, young
0: for that, but go ahead.
8: That National Guard weenie that mm. called in. <laughs> they we would call those people remps. What's that mean? They were. Rear echelon.
0: Oh, no. (laughs) You
8: can fill in the blank. Yeah. And those are the same people, regrettably. Flash forward, I've been an attorney for a while. And cops lie. Oh, yeah. When I went to law school, we had seven of my classmates were former police officers. These were predominantly Christian-oriented men and one female. And the reason they left law enforcement was because some of their fellow police officers, would lie.
3: Yep, They would
8: fabricate reports. Things wouldn't go according to plan. Things would get out of control. And they would lie. Not only that, they Chris, but... Their, they but, would write up their little report. They knew what they needed to do to get their job done. Yep. And when the cop gets on the stand versus, uh, you know, these four people who a uh, stormtrooper came kicking down their door, uh, the prior caller was exactly right. You don't need to have a ruby ridge. These people aren't armed. They're exercising their freedom of speech. He could come back another day.
0: Sure, and like Mark said, he could have written a citation and put it in the mail if he wanted to. He could have called a supervisor. I'm sure a supervisor would not have authorized
1: breaking a a window and sticking his hand in and unlocking the door. But
0: I want to track back to something you said about how cops lie. And, you know, also the point is, not only do they lie, but the the more corrupt police officers tend to advance in the ranks. And so when a cop is caught with his pants down or caught in a lie, what they typically do as they're doing doing in this case is they say well we'll investigate the situation then they give the cop an administrative leave which is basically a paid vacation uh, as they investigate and then the investigation usually concludes with a report that says oh the officer acted within his responsibilities and his duties and he didn't do anything wrong usually what you'll see is the thin blue line closes its ranks they protect each other they protect their own and it's very very rare that any cops will actually get in trouble for doing things like this well, it's
8: called in the business, I learned this from some of my former police officers that have now become attorneys, it's called contempt of cops.
0: Mm, what, what, is, what, what does that mean?
8: Contempt of cops.
1: Saying anything and against a police officer.
8: If someone becomes belligerent or uncooperative, that's known in the cops business of the rogue officers, contempt of cops. Now, if you want to, a surefire way for good evidence, Especially with the dashboard cam now, what a police officer will do is grab his badge, his shield, and pull on it and rip his shirt. Because when can you explain that? I'm going to I the,
0: hold you. If you can hang on, I want you to hang through the news. Explain that a little bit better because we're short on time. Hour two is coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just three dollars a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number two of the program. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line for you. It is the live Saturday edition, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site, we give them away, so enjoy those on us. Let's roll right back into the calls. We we hung on Chris, and Chris, he he, uh, did wait. And Chris, really appreciate you waiting through the news break there. Are you still there?
8: My
0: pleasure, yes. Chris is, a, uh, is an attorney formerly in the, was it, uh, what branch of the military were you in, Chris? The Army. Formerly in the Army from back in the Vietnam era, now an attorney down in Miami, and we were talking about the cops um, in relation to a story we were discussing last hour where a rogue police officer broke into a a couple's home after they had closed the door. They didn't really want to keep talking to the guy, um, so he broke into their home and then allegedly assaulted them. And you were telling me that, uh, it, it was really telling what you said, because you had explained that... You had known some police officers, obviously in your line of work as an attorney, you'd known some police officers who had told you that the reason they left the force was because of rogue police officers like the one we were discussing, because of, of lying cops, because uh, that happens all the time. Cops lie. It's a known fact. Anybody that's ever had any a uh, fair amount of dealings with them knows this. And I find that really telling because... It's not the first time that we've heard that on this show. We've talked to former police officers that have specifically not. It's not like hearsay, hearing it through you, Chris. Not that I disbelieve you, but we've had um, actual former police officers tell us pretty much the same thing that the reason they left the force was because it seemed like everyone else was corrupt and they they just couldn't take it. And so a lot of times we'll kind of uh, we'll talk about police corruption on this show, and we'll be accused of being one-sided. We'll be accused of being biased. We'll be accused of uh, being unfair to the cops that. There's only a few bad apples, but it seems to me like it's these bad apples, and I believe there's more than a few of them. It seems like the bad apples are driving all of the good ones out because who wants to work in, under conditions like that?
8: Well, let me set one record straight. I think the majority of law enforcement are straight and dedicated people. The problem is when somebody has a badge and a gun in the color of authority, actual authority, to put somebody in handcuffs and in the back of the police car. That's a tremendous amount of power. Now, what the the stretching the truth goes to the point of, let's say you need four points to get somebody convicted of whatever the offense is, a serious crime or less serious crime. And the officer believes he did it, but doesn't have enough evidence on the scene to do so. Mm -hmm. Well, he may add the third or fourth point, Mm -hmm. because it looks like it's there. And a real telltale sign of a good police force that this is from several police officers, they have what's called field notes. Very important thing. Now, lots of officers, if you see a police officer, when he pulls open his little pad that he keeps in his shirt pocket, if it's a spiral where you can tear off the little perforated pages, be very careful because his notes will disappear. The better police officers have those mini little bound notebooks like you used in chemistry class. And if you tear out a page... It's noticeable, and they're instructed you never tear out a page. When you're done with one notebook, you get a new notebook, and you save all of your notes. Interesting. Because that's important, because the notes they take on the scene many times aren't there later on, and you only have this one-page, two-page, eight-page report of what the police officer wrote down, Several hours later at the end of his shift.
0: Now, Chris, uh, let me jump back to where you were going right before we hit the news break. You were explaining what they call in the business contempt of cop. And you had started talking about grabbing a badge or something like that. Can you reset and uh, and explain that? What was that all about?
8: More often than not, if there is a struggle with law enforcement, their badge may get ripped because they have the badge that's secured firmly to the fabric of their shirt. Mm -hmm. If there's a struggle, a piece of the assailant's clothing, maybe their hand when they grab to go the shoulder, but their badge is ripped from their shirt. Their shirt gets ripped and the badge is hanging there or gone completely. Usually the shirt gets ripped. It's a trick of the trade among the few rogue police officers for what is that? That's hard evidence because they get it photographed. And they will rip their badge from their shirt, get it photographed, and that's part of the struggle.
0: So that's proof for the officer that he was attacked by the person when, in fact, that may not the necessarily be the case.
8: The only way to that is to make the allegation that the law enforcement officer intentionally did that, and then he's guilty of serious crime. Right, and
1: yeah. then it's your word against his. Right, and at just about every time that it's uh, your word
0: against the police officers, it's the police officers. Hey, Chris, it was great hearing from you. Um, If you get a chance...
8: I'd like to to suggest just one topic for you that I think dovetails into your discussion here. Alberto Gonzalez, he's the head law enforcement of the entire United States. Mm. That's his duty, constitutionally. He appears to be a liar.
1: It it, it certainly appears that way. I mean, I've been following the, the story very closely.
8: Now, the question is, they fired... Nine U.S. attorneys who's the head guy in different parts of the nation. They've got a bunch of them. They got rid of nine of them. Well, every totalitarian government, what's one of the first things they do?
1: They Fire dissenters.
8: control of law enforcement. Now, if what the the allegations are and the evidence appears to be mounting, if there was a conscientious attempt by not the president, maybe just Karl Rove or the vice president or anyone, that, okay, Mr. Prosecutor, they're all, at first they were lazy or not doing a good job, well, that fell by the wayside. Well, if they fired this person because they say, hey, go prosecute these people, and he didn't do it, or don't prosecute these loyal Republicans and he didn't do it, well, then that means, he may not like you, radio host, because you're articulate and you're putting out a word that they don't like. Sure. So I could think of a lot of federal charges for you.
1: <laughs> now, um, about Alberto Charge Gonzalez. Charge him up. Suppose we manage to... we fu-
8: up a search warrant because, hey, who are you taking the search warrant to? You're taking it to a U.S. attorney. Right. If he's a political appointee and he knows he's there as a foot soldier and you're on the hit list, that's what happens in governments that go out of control. Yeah, you know, that's very, what happens. Very 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 serious. I would
1: say that that kind of power is uh, you know, it, it it causes lots of people to become uh, you know, delirious with their power, but now suppose we do manage to impeach Alberto Gonzalez. I, as far as I'm concerned, he's just going to be replaced by somebody who's just as bad. Sure. I mean, look at who was look at who was there it, before. It would
8: not it would not be an impeachment. The first step would be get a special prosecutor would look into it an independent prosecutor taking sworn testimony and find out he's committed perjury
0: yeah i think we should just abolish the federal government entirely personally but you know what chris if you get a chance <laughs> you,
8: you, you're talking about law enforcement the cop on the street that maybe broke a door in or forced himself maybe maybe not but it's the next level with the u.s attorneys because the cop goes back and turns it over to a prosecuting attorney and that's Gonzalez, if he's firing people...
0: And the evidence, and the evidence really is from the uh, the people we've talked to that the corruption rises through the ranks. Now, if you get a chance, call the local station that that airs the show in Miami. It's WFTL. But this applies to anybody that's listening. If you like the show, call up, talk to the program director, and thank him for putting Free Talk Live on the air because they can always add more of us. You guys only get two hours of the show. We do 18. we do eighteen of them per week. Thanks for the call, Chris. We appreciate hearing from you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Yes, you can join us on the lines and bring up whatever's on your mind. Coming up, since We're sort of on the uh, bad cop, cops with uh, power that has gone to their heads topic. You've got a story from actually involving park rangers,
9: right, Mark? We'll get to
0: that. We'll get to that. But first, we've got to continue with the calls. Let's go to John in Salem, New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live, John. John. Hi, guys. Hey, what's on your mind, sir?
10: Hey, uh, this little snitch Ken that called in a bit earlier, uh, the the first thing that came to mind, he appears to realize that this law is unconstitutional, He's sworn to uphold the Constitution, and he's wanting to rat out the other guy that's, that's got a protected right. That oh,
0: no, John, he's not going to rat them out. He's just going to report re- them.
10: Report. It, well, it... if he wants to file reports, I'm curious how quickly he would report a cop that tore at his shirt or one of his national guardsmen doing something wrong or a judge or some other authority figure, which he probably just bows to. Mm. I bet he wouldn't be so quick. Because he was all concerned that, well, it's, if it's the law, it's the law, it's the law. Well, how about the law he's sworn to uphold, yeah. and how about how quickly... Would he turn in any of these other people? You know, he sounded so much, he,
1: he wouldn't answer the questions on what happened, what he would do in, in, in the case of uh, Japanese Americans or um, German Jews or anything like that. He's but he sounded quite, so much like the kind of guys that we have just following all does. Yep, exactly. Yeah, why,
10: would he, why, would, why would it be that he wouldn't answer? Probably because he's quite embarrassed by what his answer would be. He's a and coward. He, and he ought to be a ba- embarrassed and ashamed.
0: Absolutely, John. Thanks for the call. More on the way you take control. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line for you. You can bring up anything. 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site, we give them away. Archives included. An entire year's worth of the show. Front page of the website for your downloading convenience. Go and get them and enjoy it on us for free at freetalklive.com.
1: If you uh, make the decisions for your company as far as collections go, I wanted to tell you about uh, SACL CAI. Uh, they're good folks. They support the show. And if you, I don't know, work for a bank or a medical facility and you do the collections, think about SACL CAI. They do collections in a completely different way than um, normal collections companies do. They're they're very nice and they have state of the art equipment. They don't uh, they aren't mean to your customers and that's important. So give them a call at one eight hundred five four four six three five nine. That's one eight hundred five four four six three five nine. 544 6359 SACL, CAI.
0: You take control of the airwaves, bring up what you want. Let's go to the phones and talk to Rodney in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live. Rodney, hello. Hey,
11: good evening, guys. Hey, what's on uh, your mind, sir? Well, I frequently listen to your show, and I find it very, very enlightening. As a matter of fact, when you guys had the uh, Pork Fest, uh, I enjoyed uh, your uh on-site interviews that you did, and and I learned quite a bit.
0: Uh excellent. Mark was always he's he's concerned about those sorts of things. We've done two live events this year. We did the Liberty Forum earlier this year here in New Hampshire, and we did Pork Fest. And Mark was concerned. He said, "I don't know, Ian. I don't know about having all these interviews on the show." And I said, "Don't worry about it. People want to know what it's like to be at Pork Fest. They want to know if they're not if they're not sitting there with us what we're experiencing." And I'm glad you enjoyed that. Thank you for that.
11: I really did, and I hope that Mark this and uh, that that he continues to do that uh i have several of my uh, good friends there at that fest and they enjoyed it immensely
0: we're Um, talking by the way about the free state projects porcupine freedom festival it happened last month and uh, you can learn more about that at freestateproject.org we'll talk more about uh, the free state project here in a little while but go ahead sir
11: well you know um i actually heard the uh the people who were uh uh, attacked by this uh, belligerent police officer and um Here's what I gather from what they said. Uh, they were interviewed on another show um, national show, and what they said, number one, the news media reported that this man was attempting to give them the citation. Well, that wasn't true. There was no citation. Secondly, there were three independent witnesses who seen this police officer after these people said, uh, look." we don't want to talk with you about this issue of the flag that closed the door. And this guy deliberately took his fist and smashed it through the window and claimed that they slammed the door on his hand. Hmm. And there were three independent witnesses there, uh, their neighbors who seen this uh, this guy do do this. And by the way, I have noticed that a lot of these guys, these these guys who've done time over in Iraq, who are coming back with this post-traumatic stress disorder, um, they're being hired, fresh off of the battlefield, and they haven't been com- uh, completely cured of, 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 of that of, of that sickness. They go right into uh, being a police officer, and when they get into situations where they're confronted with a uh, w- with a citizen, you know, uh, they snap. us like they have a flashback, and I'm starting to become a little bit worried about uh, about uh, whether or not this should be something that's allowed to. Let a police off, let a soldier fresh off the battlefield. uh, You know, put a badge and a gun on. And I don't have anything against our soldiers. I want to make that clear. Mm -hmm. But if they've been in the heat of battle, and we've heard a lot of stories about some of these soldiers, some of the terrible, the horrific things that they've been through and experiences. I just don't think that it's a good idea to allow these guys to uh, put, a ba- put a badge and a gun on yeah. one that they could snap. From a flashback. Or, I share your, or, or, I share your
0: concerns. Unfortunately, the reality is that, uh, the former military members are a huge recruiting pool for the police departments of America. They, this is typical that a military member will return from, uh, from service and immediately, uh, join his local police department. And it's like, uh, it's, it's their shoe ins for the job. So I definitely share your concern. Unfortunately, the practice is very, very widespread.
11: Uh, well, you know, uh, I actually heard another guy who had been recruited fresh off the battlefield, and they knew this guy uh, was had uh, terrible problems with uh, post-traumatic stress. I mean, if a car backfired, this guy uh, uh, would leap under uh, whatever cover was nearby and, and, and hide duck for cover. Wow. And yet they hired this guy as a police officer, and thank God he had enough sense that he actually quit but but he reported that there are just like what you just said there are a lot of police officers who still have these 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 soldiers who have these problems being hired and i'm wondering if this is actually a, you know uh something that's uh, uh being done uh, intentionally, because yes, I think you're right. Guys. Because
0: we're seeing a militarization of the police force. And thank you for the call, Rodney. I really appreciate hearing from you. That's what we've seen over the years with the SWAT teams and their, you know, their battle armor and the shields and the MP5s and the, you know, the sniper rifles. You're seeing a militarization and armored personnel carriers and tanks. I mean, they have these in your local police departments now. Uh, we read a story about a a little uh, county of a few a few thousand people that had its own armored personnel carrier. Uh, there's been this militarization of the police, and I think that's a bad thing. I think what we used to have in this country are what were called peace officers, whose main job, you know, the Andy Griffith types, right, whose main job it was to, if there was a belligerent drunk down at the town bar, to show up and get the guy off the premises. Not necessarily put him in jail and ruin his life, but to just simply de-escalate the situation to keep the peace so to speak. Right. But now we have these law enforcement officers that are becoming more and more militarized. So inevitably you're you're seeing all these military members being recruited directly into the force. They're already used to the military sort of mentality and mindset and uh, they plug right into this new mil- militaristic uh, police department and uh, really the only thing that separates the police from the military in this country these days is the uniform they wear. There are very very few differences as far as uh, as far as the behavior is concerned.
1: You know, I, I share
0: the uh, caller's
1: concern when you think about taking military members directly from Iraq and putting them on the, our streets um, as police officers. It, doesn't it seem likely they'll be treating our citizens
0: like they would anybody in a combat zone? Sure, you don't show ID. You're immediately suspect. If you drive through a checkpoint, you're you're an immediate criminal. And the fact that we even have checkpoints in this country is kind of scary to me in the in the beginning. But it, again, it points back to this sort of militarization of the police. This isn't something that Andy Griffith would have done. There would never have been checkpoints. Right. De escalation. Um, de escalation doesn't seem to be
1: um a not a priority. Not, not the stories that we read. Um, you know, maybe that's what's happening. Nine times out of ten In um, you know police situations I don't know The stories I read In the news And the news is about zebras Not about horses As you know Is about police Escalating situations Right They come in And they escalate the situation As opposed to de-escalating Like it. this guy Breaking into these people's homes That's what I would like to see I would like to see Police officers De-escalating situations I
0: would too I'd like to see it uh, I'd like to see a situation In this country Where the police Actually earn some respect That they actually deserved because right now, what they have is fear. People are afraid of the police. People you know, that might have a joint in their ashtray or something like that, they're afraid of the police because the police are out there enforcing bad laws. And they, they don't have any qualms about it. They shrug their shoulders at it. They brush it off as though it's no big deal. The, but the fact is, because they're out there enforcing all of these bad laws on people, like marijuana laws or prostitution or gambling, which I've got a story about here in a little bit, but The fact is, them enforcing these laws just makes it so Americans, run-of-the-mill, regular folk that are productive day in and day out, hate the cops. They're scared of the cops. They're afraid of the police. I don't think it should be that way. What do you think? 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line for you, 1-800-259-9231. And it is Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on our site... We give them away. The wikis included, wiki.freetalklive.com. Over 1,375 pages created by listeners just like you. It's like the listener editable version of our website. See what I mean by heading over to wiki.freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. It's your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That is freestateproject.org. So we've sort of had a theme tonight um based on well we've got a heavy had a heavy amount of phone calls in regards to them. We've had a, a theme about cops just uh, being a little bit out of control. The first case was about a cop busting through the uh, the glass next to somebody's front door to break into their home in order to issue them a citation allegedly. And uh, then we're going to talk here in a moment about some forest rangers that were harassing a journalist for no reason whatsoever, beyond the fact that they could. We'll talk to, uh, talk to that in a moment, but first let's go to the phones and talk to Eric in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Eric, hello. Howdy, guys. Hey, what's on your mind?
12: Well, uh, I'm not so sure that I believe in the principle of non-initiation of force. Okay. okay. And the reason why is because I think someone can hurt you physically without initiating force upon you.
0: That should be interesting. How's that?
12: Well, I think that, like, here's a, for instance, let's say that I'm a country, a small country, and a larger country, say America, decides to sell a certain weapon, a tank, for instance, or a fighter jet, to all the countries surrounding me, and they're all uh, against me. They're all enemies. America has armed everyone around me such that they can crush me, and they wouldn't be able to do it otherwise. Therefore, America has given them the ability to harm me, and America has harmed me.
0: Okay, it's what are you referring to? I mean, you're talking about Army governments. The, the, non-initi- the non-initiation of force applies to individuals. Governments are just um, individuals um, working in concert with one another. So well, I don't really understand your point. Who's not initiating force on you?
12: The seller of arms who's enabling my enemies to kill me is harming me.
0: No, it's not. The enemies that are killing you are harming you, not the seller of the arms. I mean, people sell guns every day in, day in, day out in this country, and most people don't ever harm anyone with them. Right. Uh, many uh, of them are used in to defensive purposes. couldn't be done
12: without this technology. Hmm? So, I mean, therefore, isn't America my enemy? Hasn't America harmed me directly because they are the ones who have enabled my enemies to harm me?
0: The, your, America's not your enemy. Iran is not your enemy. Individuals in power are your I'm enemy. Just your
12: country as an example. Right. It could work for individuals as well, I
0: assume. So wait, you're saying that, okay, it, let's look let's look at it at an individual level, because it's easier to understand that way, and then we don't have all these uh, annoying collectivist concepts getting in the way. Mm-hmm. Let's say that I sell Mark a handgun, and he goes and shoots you. You're saying that I'm culpable for that? No, no, not at all, not at all, because
12: you didn't give him that gun with the intention. Now, I'm saying that if it was... If it oh, was... if
0: he told me in advance he was going to go and kill Eric in Michigan, then I'm... If you
12: specifically made a pact with all of my enemies to sell them weapons which would enable them to kill me, you have sought out to harm me, and therefore you have harmed me. Uh, yes, by proxy pushing. that's
0: kind of like hiring a hitman and in the uh in the marketplace without initiation of force um that's an illegitimate an illegitimate contract. You can contract for virtually anything except to violate somebody's rights. And so by proxy you are initiating force on somebody. I I don't think that that's necessarily a non-initiation of force because you're you're hiring someone as a proxy to do your dirty work for okay, you. Okay,
12: so you would agree with that. All right.
0: Excellent. Yeah, absolutely. That's wrong. Go can ahead. I say that
12: I was starving. And uh, someone had, I was uh, on the verge of death, and someone had a giant uh, cart wagon that was just filled with bread. Uh, If they refused to sell me bread, just on, on, they didn't like what I looked like or something, but they, you know, brought about my death because, you know, they had the supplies that could have helped me, and I had the money to give to them, but they refused me service and therefore I died. Have they harmed me?
0: I don't... It's, it's,
1: it's, it's, a, it's a strange,
0: ludicrous question. Right. But right? I'd like to point out that uh, we always go to the ludicrous extremes. Whenever someone tries to punch a hole in the philosophy on this show, it always goes to the most ludicrous of extremes because you know and I know that there are plenty of uh, sources for people that are hungry in any given town to go well, to. I, There's a food bank okay, here in Keene. Uh, you can go and get help from them. But, yeah, um, he's not initiating force on you. He is under no obligation to do business with you. And uh, it's not... Uh, it's a, he's a nasty man for doing that and he should be ostracized but there's no crime committed there okay fair enough thanks for the call eric 800-259-9231 mark any comments on that you know it's difficult to uh, to look at scenarios that likely will never ever ever happen right okay fine so he doesn't give you the bread so go down the street to uh, somebody who cares I mean are you living in a town full of completely heartless individuals where I live there are food banks There are uh, the 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 company that uh, Julia works for, the Panera Bread. She they give they give all of their old bread and their products every night to the local food uh, food bank. I know that Publix down in Florida did similar things for a while. Uh, There's all kinds of companies that have food at the end of the day that turn them over to food banks uh, so people that are starving can get something to eat. Maybe a little stale, but it's something. Most people are good folks that want to help their neighbors
1: just as much as they possibly can. Exactly. Sometimes they have to be asked to do that help, but
0: they largely want to do that. Let's go to the phones talk to, I hope it's or Lila, listening on WVTS in West Virginia. Hello, is it Lila?
13: No, it's Violet.
0: Oh, Violet, okay. Like the flower. Sorry, Sorry. about that. What's okay. on your mind, Violet?
13: Okay. Well, um, I wanted to relay a little something that happened back in about 1952 or 53. Okay. And uh, um, two couples, and I was one of them. And uh, we uh, were young married, and we, we went to uh, Atlantic City. Or a on a, a convention, and um, <clears throat> on the return trip we came by Washington D.C. And that the day that we went sightseeing, my uh, lady friend wore shorts,
3: mm-hmm.
13: and I also wore shorts, but I had a skirt that matched. So when we started touring the monuments. For some reason, I felt like I wanted to put my skirt on. That was back in the 50s, of course. Yeah. And we were uh, visiting the Lincoln Memorial, and we walked up and were standing there looking Abraham Lincoln in the eye and uh, talking about the message there on the on his uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, monument. And so... Uh, One of the fellows said, if you'll turn around there, I'll take your pictures. So we started to uh, turn around and face the camera, and a guard appeared from, I don't know, nowhere. (laughs) And uh, he walked in and very gently said, we don't permit shorts to be taken, uh, picture to be taken by the Lincoln Memorial.
1: So you can't take a, in 1952, you couldn't take a picture by the Lincoln Memorial in Uh shorts? Uh-huh,
13: and they said, he just just said very politely that they didn't permit that. Hmm. So uh, we, uh, I think we were just sort of astounded. Yeah, um, (laughs) you thought uh, you lived in a
0: free country, didn't you? My
13: friend, well, it's a free country, but we showed respect. We showed a lot more respect than we do today and um it didn't offend me and i don't remember i, I don't remember our, what our conversation was afterward but i said to the guard i said i'm sorry we didn't know and he said well that's all right and and uh, so uh, i thanked him and we uh, we walked away now well, that's that's good cuz these days he probably would have cracked how that your head would go open over today
0: yeah, it wouldn't be quite the same though. I don't think that they have that that rule. I'm pretty sure you can you can go now, up Well, and I'm sure, be in sure it isn't.
13: No, I'm sure it isn't now.
0: But now the rules are even more. A, I,
13: I sure maybe it, I'm sure it wasn't a law, but it was just a policy.
0: Yeah, I, that kind of bugs me though because you know the the whole and it, it gets back to this tragedy of the commons, uh, the idea of public property. And Violet, thank you for the call. We appreciate hearing from you. Sounds like you know very the nice. the idea that. Uh, the public owns the memorial, right? This is a government piece of property, and therefore everyone owns it. But apparently you don't own it, because if you did own a piece, then it'd be no problem for you to walk up there and take a picture with some shorts on. Uh, it's just, it just goes to show that you don't actually own what they say that you do. It's, it's a lie. I think the was trying to make a, a point about respect more than
1: anything, and, and it, you know... He didn't have any trouble as a
0: result. I I have no problem respecting the rules of private property owners, but when it comes to uh, the government, it's a whole different situation. More on the way, this is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's a live Saturday edition of the program, and you can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And we invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free. So enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. You want to help support the show, then become a Free talk Live amplifier at amp.freetalklive.com. There are hundreds of our listeners that have decided to do this uh, for as little as three bucks a month. Because we give away all the features on our site for free, so this is above and beyond all that. This is a vol- totally voluntary option for you to help Free Talk Live get on more radio, st- uh, ro- more radio stations across the country, spread the message of freedom and liberty. And so, if that's valuable to you and you want to learn more, go to amp.freetalklive.com. You'll also learn about the perks you get access to, like the amp-only call-in lines, forum, and chat room, and more. All the details: amp.freetalklive.com. So let's go to the forests of America, Mark. Uh, what happened? National Park Service Rangers getting in a reporter's face, getting all uppity over photos being taken? Yeah, it looks that way. And, you know, we, we've been talking about cops the whole
1: show, and I'd like to... I've, I've worked in close uh, concert with law enforcement officers. I did for, for years. And I'd like to say that I, I agree with the uh, the lawyer that had called in. What was his name? Yeah, Chris. Chris. In Florida. Yeah. Um, that most... Police officers are, you know, normal folks doing a job. Um, 25% of them are really great people that, that want to do the very, very best thing, and they're trying their, their hardest. And 25% of them, yeah, they're just bad folks. Um, you know, power hungry, uh, will do what it takes in order well, to... when you uh, have positions you know, get, of get power, and you get that. And, you know, it, the problem comes in when the normal folks that are doing the job are given bad orders. Mm. Likely... They'll just follow them. And I think that that's m- maybe what happened here. This is uh, entitled American Gestapo. It's by Doug Thompson. From and, where? Um, what's that? Where from? It's, um, it was emailed to me, okay. but uh, I can uh, You gave the author. Go ahead. Yeah, that's, that's what I figured it mattered. The last, week, um, the last place you expect to uh, run into a federal government goon squad is the Blue Ridge Parkway, the uh, scenic highway that runs through Virginia, North Carolina, and Tennessee. But the abuse of power spawned by the Bush administration, the rights robbing, uh, the right rights robbing U.S. Patriot Act runs rampant through the federal bureaucracy. As I learned this week while traveling the Parkway to get to an uh, assignment photographing a summer music festival for my newspaper, the festival, Floyd Fest. I don't know if that's Pink Floyd, but maybe. Um, it's it's in Floyd, Virginia, but maybe it, they just oh okay hmm. draws thousands of people each July to a picturesque patch of land just off the Parkway, not far from the Blue Ridge hamlet of Floyd, Virginia. Now, in its sixth year, the uh, festival enjoys a national reputation. It also provides an opportunity for the National Park Police to harass patrons of the festival. Mm. For the last two years, the Park Service has brought in its CIT, Criminal Interdiction Team, from Asheville, North Carolina, to police crowds that use the parkway to reach the festival. The team, composed of swaggering young officers with little regard for due process or civil rights, is uh, the embodiment of federal excess. As I drove t- towards the uh, site Thursday, I passed two CIT Park Police officers who had pulled cars over and were forcing the occupants to pull everything out of their cars so that they could search coolers, backpacks, luggage, glove boxes, and consoles. Aww. Uh, now, these are people just going to a music content, yep. um, a concert.
0: This is not unheard of, by the way. The uh, We've reported on local police officers, local uh, uh, sheriffs, setting up roadblocks on the way to and from concerts and... Literally shaken down concert goers. And the same CIT um, group bothering these rainbow
1: people that go and do these camping expeditions mm-hmm. that they do. So They I don't pulled, like it when people have fun. So um, Doug goes ahead and uh, continues here. I pulled off the road for the second NPS uh, patrol car, grabbed my camera, and headed back to take a photo of the police action. As I approached, the Park Service officer wheeled around and pointed at me. Sir, if you raise that camera and take a photograph,
0: I will place you under arrest, he barked. Whoa! Wait now, a minute, wait a minute. He wasn't being, uh, sus- he wasn't under suspect by the cops. They didn't pull him over. He saw the cops pulling other people over, pulled aside as a journalist, as mm-hmm. the press, and got out to take a photo of it. This isn't unheard of. This happens all the time. At this point,
1: the police officer doesn't know that he's a member of the press, but what difference does it make? If police are yeah. doing
0: what they're supposed to be doing, Shouldn't we be able to take photographs of them? You would think. I would hope so. I have done it. I've uh, I've uh, videotaped a cop here in Keene, New Hampshire, and he didn't bat an eye at it. Thank goodness. You're supposed to be able to, um, you know, videotape right. the police on the job,
1: on the record, as far absolutely. as absolutely. Um, Doug Thompson goes on. I identified myself as a working journalist on assignment and said I was simply covering a news event. Sir, he retorted, this is, a US government, this is U.S. government property and under the provisions of the U.S. Patriot Act, you cannot take photographs of a official government activity without authorization. Put your camera down now.
0: This doesn't sound like the country that I, that I remember, that I no, was it, taught about. it certainly doesn't. It doesn't sound like freedom. It doesn't sound like liberty. It sounds like a police state. I could not believe what
1: I was hearing. I grew up in this part of the country and have photographed on the Blue Ridge um, Parkway since my days in high, as a high school student. I asked for his badge number, and he refused to reveal it.
0: What a shock, huh?
1: Coward. Just a coward in uniform. Just another one. Well, once she asked for the badge number, the officer replies, Sir, you have 15 seconds to leave now, or you are under arrest. And he had his hand on his gun, so I left. Whoa. Media general, the newspaper's um, owner that I work for, has strict rules about inter- interaction with police. At the top of the hill, I stopped and shot some photos back towards the scene. At the festival, patrons told numerous horror stories about encounters that day with the Park Service Police. One young woman pulled over because she had uh, beads hanging from her rearview mirror. They detained her for more than an hour while they searched her car and found nothing. Mm. Another young man was. Stopped. And
0: I'd like to point out that typically when the police search your car, they usually tear in everything that's in there out. And when you're going to a what sounds like an overnight concert, mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't. Was it several days? Yeah, it, it, it's time? several days. The concert. Right. So it's an overnight. So therefore, you need camping supplies. You have got coolers. You got food. You've got all kinds of stuff. It's not your usual three-hour affair. Um, so there's going to be a lot of stuff in the back of somebody's car. And what the cops tend to do is. And I've never seen an exception to this. I would like to see an exception. I've never, in the history, the five years we've been doing this show and reporting on police abuse... Never heard of the cops ever putting your stuff back. What they do is they tear apart your car. They take all the stuff out of the glove compartment, everything out of the back of the car, everything out of the trunk, everything out from the back seat, anything that might be out laying around. They put it all out on the curb. They ruffle, you know, rustle through it, and then they leave you there if they didn't find anything, and you get to put it all back. Well, you don't have to let the police uh, search through your vehicle. That's true. Um, But when a cop puts his hand on his gun and starts threatening you... It gets a little scary, uh, doesn't it? It can be kind of scary. Though, yes, you do have the right to say no. It's important to remember that if a cop is asking you to search, he doesn't have probable cause to search on his own. Because if he saw some sort of evidence that there was a crime being committed, he'd have all the probable cause he needed in order to search your vehicle without your permission. But the fact that he's asking you for permission is an indicator that he needs it. And if you tell him no... He may try to scare you by claiming he'll bring out the dogs or whatever. That's usually just a scare tactic, the best, though the they have way, done that. Absolutely. The best way to handle it is
1: to continue to ask the officer questions. Why do you want to search my vehicle? Mm. Um, you know, They're not going to tell you that they're looking for drugs and that kind of thing. Um, you know, And you say, I don't have any drugs in my car. Yeah, that's that's the answer. You well, know, if son, you don't have anything to hide, why
0: don't you just let us search it if you don't have anything to hide? Well, you know, um, I'm I, sorry. I have somewhere to be. Right. Thanks.
1: Uh, you don't want me to be late for the concert, do you, officer? Yeah. Yes. So what, what was
0: the rest of the story here,
1: Mark? Okay. Another young man was stopped because he had a missing bolt from his license plate frame. When the cops um, found no drugs or alcohol, they ticketed him, him for improper equipment. On Wednesday night, the CIT team pulled over a car driven by Shannon Zemon, the sheriff of uh, Floyd County, Virginia. Zemin later told Virginia State Trooper that the parkway cops were rude and abusive, mm-hmm. even to a fellow cop. Wow. Calls to the Park Service Police Headquarters were not returned Friday. According to the National Park Service website, yep. Uh, police, Park Police provide highly trained and professional police officers to prevent and detect criminal activity, conduct investigations, apprehend individuals suspected of committing offenses against federal, state, and local laws. Nice to know the Park Service cops have professionals on board. Next time, let's hope they send the pros instead of the goon squad from the criminal interdiction team to Asheville.
0: Is there anyone out there listening to this show at the moment that thinks... That agrees with the cops, that uh, this particular cop that ordered this photographer to put his camera down. Under the provisions of the Patriot Act, you now no longer have the right to photograph the police. Is that something you agree with?
1: I'm and not sure so, that that's necessarily true. Um, you know, I mean, p- police get photographed all the time. but Well, there's a with
0: federal the- cops, and they got more protections because of the Patriot Act. I guess. So what I want to know is who out there agrees with that cop? And if so, why? What's wrong with photographing the cops? They're in a public place doing their public duty. Right, we are paying their paychecks. Yeah. Every minute they're on the clock,
1: they're working for us. And we can't photograph them? Mm. But they eye- can photograph you
0: without your permission. Keep an eye on what our employees are doing. They've all got cameras and stuff on their, you know, the front end of their vehicles and they're running at every single moment in the uh the stop. It really it begs the question
1: who watches the watchers. Indeed when i mean you know when when these people have just unbridled authority to do what they want who's keeping an eye on them i I, want I would like to think that they're using all that authority for good but i know that sometimes when
0: somebody has absolute power it corrupts them if there's if they're doing good then they shouldn't have a problem being photographed if they're doing their jobs in a positive manner and they're enforcing laws against real criminals And they're doing uh, things that benefit society? What do you have to hide? I mean, you accuse us of not having... We shouldn't have anything to hide. Why why do the police want to hide from the cameras? Who can defend these cops? It's Free Talk Live, Hour 3 coming up. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything as we launch into hour number three of the live Saturday edition. It's Ian here with you. And Mark, you can join us online. freetalklive.com is the place to go. All the features on the website, we give away. So enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. Rolling right into the phone calls. Ladies first, let's talk to Diane in listening in Keene, New Hampshire. Hello, Diane. You're on Free Talk Live.
14: Hi, guys.
0: Hey. Hey, Diane.
14: That was quick. I wasn't expecting to be on so quick. (laughs) Here
0: you are. What's on your mind?
14: I was calling because I've been wanting to call in about the whole immigration thing for a mm-hmm. long time, okay, sure. Um, you have a lot of people who call in and they're uh you know they come across as really racist. They say things like uh they're not assimilating they're not uh they're overrunning our towns and and things like that and i in a way, I think uh they may be right. And I won't say why.
3: Okay. All right.
14: Um, a, a lot of the, when I was a kid, people used to uh, come over and work in Arizona on the farms and on the ranches around there. hmm And it was kind of no big deal. Uh, I mean, it was illegal and they had to kind of be careful and stuff. Sure. But everybody knew they were there. It was no big deal. They would work for a few weeks. They would get their money and then they would go back home, take their money back home to their family. hmm and then this whole uh, war on drugs thing happened, and I call it a war on immigration. I don't know if you guys call it that or not, but I think it's a war on illegal immigrants, too.
0: Well, they're starting and, that now. I mean, the, the war on immigration is starting to ramp up. The war on drugs is a war against everyone in this country that uh, that deems it appropriate, that uh, feels as though they can put whatever they want into their own bodies. It's not ne- the right. war on drugs isn't necessarily a war on immigration, though. That's a factor.
14: Well, in a way... It kind of is because what happens is they, they shut down the borders,
0: mm-hmm.
14: and the, it kind of people these people couldn't cross freely anymore. They used to be able there were three ways they could cross. They could cross in the towns, the border towns, or they could cross over ranch land, people that leased land from the government or owned their own private ranch land. Or they could cross over state land, which are you know national parks or something like that, which is very rugged, dangerous terrain, which they wouldn't do mm-hmm. unless they had to. And if they came across somebody's land, um, it was normal for them to be given food or water. Maybe they do a little bit of work and move on their way. It was no big deal.
3: Mm-hmm.
14: But when you shut down the the entrances to the United States uh, and really tighten up security, it drives the, the drug smugglers out into those routes that were formerly routes that were used by migrant workers across people's land and across these small towns. Sure because they've got to get
0: they've got to pack their loads across the border, however they uh, you know they, they may try to bring them through the roads, but then they have to pay off the uh, the border guards, so if they want to avoid paying off the border guards, then that's the way they'd have to do it. Sure. right,
14: right. So these people that that cross this land are not the same type of person as this migrant worker. The migrant workers, they come across peacefully, they're friendly, they're just easygoing, they're just trying to get to their job. Uh, The drug smugglers come across, they don't care about those people. Um, They tear up their fences, they destroy their property, um, they may, you know, shoot their dogs to keep them quiet, they might uh, interfere Mm -hmm. with their utility lines as a threat, like, you know, leave us alone or, or else. what we can do to you yeah. right and it creates this whole atmosphere of fear mm. so those people no longer help the migrant workers cross right so there's this sort of resentment in this community of people who used to be feel welcome now are now Relatively speaking,
0: so you're saying Uh, the war on drugs was a a really critical factor in ruining relations between those who live near the border and those who wanted to cross because they were sort of uh, muddling the waters between, well, they look like they could be drug smugglers, so I'm just going to treat them like they possibly could be. And yeah, if it weren't for the war the on drugs, if it weren't for this government's insane war on drugs, which is, you know, insane because it just won't work and it's putting innocent people in jail and, and so on and so forth. But if it exactly. weren't for that, then, uh, then this never would have occurred. And maybe we wouldn't even have the, uh, the misunderstandings uh, that we currently have today.
14: Right. And if you think about it, like I said, they used to come and work for a while and go back home. And, but now the border is so dangerous. That they can't do that anymore. So what they what they're doing is they're bringing their families if they can, or they're these you know guys are living years separate from their families, and they're staying because it's too expensive and dangerous
3: to get it's back possible. and forth. Mm.
14: Right. So I mean, ideally, I'm sure these people would love to stay in their hometowns and have a great job and, you know, be able to feed their families and live a happy life and grow old and die in their hometowns in Mexico. But they can't do that. So the next best thing was to come in, work a few weeks, a couple months, go back home for a few months, you know, and back and forth. But now they're they're permanently separated from their families Mm. or they bring their families with them. And now they're in a country where, you know, they may not necessarily even want to be Americans.
0: I I, I, I wouldn't blame do. them. I mean, the, to live here. after feeling the hatred that they must feel from so many Americans, I I can't imagine what that what that must be like for them.
14: I exactly, and um, you know, it's it's a kind of oh, what's the word you guys use all the time xenophobic or whatever. I think of Eurocentrics, but I guess it's Amer to assume that everybody that comes here wants to live in america and you know pursue the dream and many of them do of course but many of them don't they they want to be in their towns where they grew up and where their families and their friends are well, but they can't anymore they can't travel anymore
1: i understand that concern uh diane and you've you've made the case well now most of these uh immigrants have children and most of these children are sent to public schools right Right. Most of these public schools, I would imagine, are teaching these kids English. Isn't that correct? Uh huh. I would think that um, that would be, you know, learning English is the main form of assimilation, I think, that there really is. Is that about right? right. I mean, you that's know, right. eating spicy food, probably not most Americans' big concern. Speaking English. Right. So they're, they're still going to speak English in the second and third generations, um, regardless. First generations of any immigrants have always had problems with English, and that's nothing new. Well, I can
14: tell you that my ex-husband's mother came here from Mexico, Mm -hmm. married an American. She spoke no English Hmm. when she married. She had 13 children. Wow. 13 children. Her oldest children speak Spanish fluently. Her youngest children hardly speak it at all. Yep. Hmm. And the reason is because she wanted to learn English. So she insisted that they speak English at home so that she could learn it.
0: Because she knew she was going to need it. Right. That's how it is. I mean, we've seen the the studies show it. The people that call the show, uh, they point it out. They do assimilate. If you just let them over time, you don't have to put a gun to their head. You don't have to threaten them with jail. They're going to do it on their own. And, Diane, thank you for bringing that up and and telling the story. We really appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. She's pointing out that the government causes the problem in the first place. And then the government, of course, then deems to um, solve the problem, which, of course, never actually works, as we've seen with the war on drugs. The government can't solve the problems it creates. The war on drugs has put more drugs on the street, more dangerous drugs on the street, has uh, has made drug cri- drug-related drug crime skyrocket, and uh, the- then the government says it's going to solve the problem by cracking down even harder. We've seen that. It doesn't work. All it does is restrict all of our liberties. Now we're all subject to being stopped on the road. Uh, as you were talking about last hour, Mark, with uh, these guys, this uh, photographer in uh, whatever state it was. I'm not sure, Tennessee or something like that. Was, uh, on the Blue Ridge Mountains. Yeah, uh, this photographer who was harassed by the police for, de- for wanting to take their photo as they were searching someone's car on the side of the road. I mean, that's where it's, it's going. That's where all this enforcement is leading us to. It's leading us to a very scary place, and that's a police state. And so the government created the problem in the first place by having this war on drugs, which pushed, um, which created a black market, which means that the criminals now have a new uh, source to make money from. So they uh, they'll do whatever it takes to make that money because there's some amazing black market profits out there oh, yeah. waiting for them. And so those who are willing to flaunt the law and risk arrest are the more probably more likely to be violent, dangerous individuals. And now those people started crossing the border. So people uh, began to hate the people that were crossing the border as a result of them being violent drug dealers. They lumped them all in together. And, uh, and that's, that's harmed the rest of the immigrants that have come over. So the war on drugs being a, uh, a primary factor in why so many people don't really like immigrants today. I think it's a sad, tragic story. And it's a problem created by the government. You want government to solve the immigration problem? Good luck. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll free at 800 259 9231. The SACL CAI toll free line for you. The Live Saturday edition. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800 259 9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on our site are for free. Get signed up for the updates, and we'll clue you in whenever there's something new to announce about the show. You can get on the list by going to updates.freetalklive.com. To get signed up, that's updates.freetalklive.com.
1: Now you can save time and money on common legal matters. Created by top attorneys, LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like setting up a will or a living trust in minutes. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save 10%. That's LegalZoom.com.
0: So we're talking immigration, and you've got a story, an email that we're going to get to here in a moment from a listener in France mm-hmm. about immigration. Is it about U.S. immigration policies or France's immigration policies? Uh,
1: it, it includes U.S.'s immigration policy, but mainly about France's. As I asked him pretty um, a, a specific question about Muslim immigrants ruining France.
0: Because we were talking about, uh, with Diane uh, from New Hampshire a moment ago, about how the government has created all the problems that we see with immigration in the first place. The government created the war on drugs, which made it so that criminals were moving uh, drugs across the border instead of legitimate business people. Uh, the government also had uh, created all these asinine immigration regulations that essentially lock poor people out of the uh, the immigration market because they have to pay thousands of dollars in fees and hire immigration attorneys and fill out uh, re- of paperwork in order to even be considered as a potential immigrant here in this country. So inevitably they're just going to try to slip past uh, the border and and, and and sneak into the country. Um, so, the, you know, the government has created all of these circumstances. The government created welfare programs, redistributing Americans' wealth to uh, people that arguably don't necessarily deserve it. Uh, it's the idea of confiscating people's wealth and handing it over to somebody else by force is, to me, very anti-American, but yet right. it's accepted is fact in this country these days, and that's another reason why you've got people who are undesirable coming here, because they want the handouts. You've got the people who are undesirable, and you have the good folks that are coming here to make a better life for themselves. Unfortunately, they're all lumped in together as illegal immigrants, and that's a big problem in this country. The problems were all created by the state, and now people are looking to the government to control immigration? It's not going to work. We'll get to the email in a moment. Let's go to the phone calls first. You can take control and bring up anything. It's Paul in Delaware. You're on Free Talk Live. Paul, hello.
4: How are you guys doing today? Great. What's okay. on your mind? MySpace.com/slash/away. All right. And enough plugs. What's on your mind, Paul? Um, you're talking about immigration, and all I can say is, man, um, are we going to have Hillary Clinton as our next president, or what do you think?
0: I hope. I not. hope not. I hope Ron Paul gets uh, the nomination from the Republicans and then uh, knocks him dead in the in the debates as he's been doing. And we have a uh, libertarian enlightenment and renaissance in this country. It's possible. I don't know if it's likely, but it's possible.
4: Well, uh, you, you're talking about possible, I don't know if it's likely. Ron Paul doesn't seem like a good choice. So why? Clinton, what do you have against mean, Ron Paul? No, I'm saying he 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 seemed like probably a, a good choice as far as a, a candidate, but as far as him getting in there. It doesn't seem like it's really going to happen. I mean, I would like to see it happen, but realistically speaking, we know not that it can't happen, but right now the people, the sheeple, they're just not at the level to make it happen because they just don't realize their potential.
0: So on you don't think people can wake up when they hear a positive message uh, reiterating the uh, the concepts of liberty in an easy-to-understand fashion that that won't wake up a lot of uh, dormant Americans?
4: Well, you, you talked earlier about immigration and illegals looking, some of them looking for handouts. All I can say is um, I'm living in a, a world full of cult members, and they have saviors. And so everyone is waiting for someone else to, because they're going to do it. You know, I've seen someone in my area, they got killed by a policeman. And at the time, a well attorney was going to come. Yeah, the well-known attorney, he's going to come and do something. Once they heard that, everyone went to sleep. And, of course, nothing was done, even though it's people from the military. I can't tell you how many people that's come back and made it back from Iraq. And they've come home to be killed by police officers. You're talking about photojournalists.
0: Yeah, you're yeah, there in we Delaware. Don't... We had a story out of Wilmington where a man was uh, a a former mili- a military veteran who served in Iraq came home and was executed by a SWAT uh, SWAT team there in his uh, in Delaware simply because he was involved with a biker gang that was under investigation and they put a, they put 3 bullets in that man's chest at okay, Point Blank Range. Numerous.
4: There's numerous stories, but here's the thing. You said whether the people, don't I think the people, yeah, I, I think they can. Once they get it through their thick skulls, their potential, they really have been convinced that they can't do anything. And once you put one foot in front of the other, uh, we won't even have to worry about immigrants on my level because we've got a federal government stealing at least 52% of your earned income, not in the other ways they can extort it out of you. Yeah, you're right. So we've got a, a, a much more major um, um So that's why I said myspace.com/ slash Thank you for the call.
0: 800-259-9231. I agree with his his points beyond the uh the consi- uh, the incessant plugging. Mm-hmm. I I agree with his points about, you know, the government's the real criminal. We shouldn't be Americans have been distracted. They've been distracted. They've been told that the immigrants are criminals. That they're breaking laws. But it's the government, the federal government that are that's really the issue. They're the ones that are uh, they're the organization of criminals. They're the ones that are passing these awful laws. They're the ones that are enforcing them on regular innocent people that haven't ever harmed anybody else. Coming across the border and getting a job and working for a living doesn't harm anybody else. It doesn't. Hurting somebody, destroying their property—that's bringing harm to somebody, and those people should be prosecuted. Those people should be gone after. But those—that's not who are being attacked. The, the the feds are going after regular folk. They're oh, raiding businesses. I, I would agree with you that we, in fact, need to, uh,
1: you know, get rid of the social welfare programs. Get rid of the. Uh um, be public schools where we are government forced, schools. Government schools where we're forced to pay for, um, you know, immigrants to get educated and that kind of thing. Um, uh, but I think that people should be able to move across borders
0: freely. Let's continue with the calls and talk to Tom in West Virginia. You're on Free Talk Live. Tom, hello.
12: Hi there. Hey, what's on your yeah, mind? I just I to say something short. The, uh, have any of your listeners ever seen a policeman going to speed limit? <laughs> Either in town or on the highway. Oh, every once in a while. Sometimes do they it go
0: below the speed limit a little bit, it's so everyone backs up behind oh, them. Oh,
8: yeah. to. Enti- yeah. My the
0: favorite is ever, um, when it. they don't
1: have their lights on, and they roll through a stop sign, because you know that they'd give you a ticket for that. Sure. Now, you know, speeding, they can say, well, I was going someplace important, I didn't see any reason to put my lights
8: on, blah, blah, blah. No, but, but it's always, always.
0: It's true. That's it, bro. How about the one where um how about the one where they they stop at a stoplight, flip on their uh, yeah. their lights, yeah. to go Everybody's through the stoplight, and Everybody's then turn them off. That.
8: Everybody's seen that. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, They're above they always us. Break the... They're in your face. They're better than you, Tom. See well, they're they
8: sure are.
2: They're it's they're better than everyone the... else. Yeah. Thanks for the call. All I have to say,
0: Bob. Appreciate it. Let's go to Bill in Indianapolis listening on WXNT. Hey Bill.
15: Oh boy. Yeah, I agree with that last caller totally. And to make it worse. Um, oh I'm gonna say we got a problem here in Indianapolis, the local government. Um we got a lot of city councilmen that are police officers and they just voted themselves a nice pay raise by raising our county income tax sixty five percent.
1: Sweet. There's a county but, income tax?
15: Yep. Yeah, county income tax Crazy. goes from one percent to one point six five percent. Jeez. And, and and they had only one honorable man that was a firefighter that abstained from voting because he wouldn't want a conflict of interest and that was a wonderful man.
0: He couldn't vote no?
15: He could have voted yes or no, but no, he just stayed out of it.
1: Well, his union cronies would have slit his throat if he would have voted no.
0: Mm, Good point. If you got more points, hang on. I know you were short on time. We'll get back with you, Bill. Hang on. 800-259-9231 is the SACL-CAI toll-free line for you. The government, people in search of power, those are the ones that we should be concerned with, not regular folks just trying to make a better life for themselves. This is Free Talk Live. The show is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free. 800-259-9231. Live Saturday show. Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got live streams there. A broadband version of the show and a dial-up version. Two sizes to fit virtually every internet connection. You'll get them for free at freetalklive.com. Opportunistic lawyers, judges, future ex-spouses, disgruntled ex-employees, and of course meddling bureaucrats. All these people want your money, home, and your car. If they can get their hands on it, what have you done to protect yourself at keepyourassets.net they're experts in sheltering your wealth go to keepyourassets.net and take their asset protection crash course today they'll show you how to keep your assets that's keepyourassets.net as we go back to bill in indianapolis listening on wxnt bill did you have any other thoughts for us
15: i'll just say quickly i don't think it does really any good because uh do it does any good protesting or trying to get involved or speak out against this government because they've got it they got the police to back them up they got the guns and they had um, oh dozens of people in this city county council meeting, and they were all escorted out. They were not allowed; their voices were not allowed to be heard.
0: This was in the meeting uh, about possibly raising taxes in Marion County, Indianapolis, or Indiana, to uh, from one percent to one point six five percent in income tax. Exactly. So they they kicked people out because they didn't want them to be heard, or were they causing a ruckus or anything, or what?
15: Well, I, I, that's kind of debatable. They they were speaking. Um, I kind of like out of turn if you want to go with the rules of order that type of thing, but I don't even think they even gave them a chance to speak in an orderly fashion as they were being escorted out. Then they started to holler and you know mm, protest sure. or get a couple of comments in before they hit the door. But the, the police they had the they had the, a lot of the, the the upper crust, the officers, the uh, police chief, and all the brass. They were sitting there in the in the audience, and I just think it was a stacked deck. Personally. Sure,
0: it usually is.
15: But there's nothing you can do to beat it. You, you 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 can't you can't you can't change the system. You're just gonna have to bend over and enjoy your. Enjoy I, don't it. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I understand, Bill. I understand the you know the defeatist mentality. I understand it. It can seem really overwhelming when you're looking at what's going on, and basically what you've got going on in pretty much every municipality across the country is the bureaucrats. They vote for more control. You see it in every election, for instance, when. Uh, when there's a municipal election, turnout's usually very, very poor compared to, say, a national presidential election, right? Usually in a presidential election, you'll get 50% of registered voters turn out and vote. Versus a municipal election, you're lucky to get 10%, usually more like 5 to 7% people are going to show up and vote in those. Who do you think showing up to vote in the municipal election? Well the bureaucrats of course right
1: the, they know who's in they want their guy in charge to grow the government
0: right they want more power they want more people in the bureaucracy they want more money they want bigger budgets for next year so they have the biggest incentive more so than any individual voter to actually show up and vote in favor of big government they have the incentives they have the unions and everything they have the incentives to show up at these hearings. For tax increases and rally behind them. They have the incentives. Here in uh, Keene, there was a story earlier this week about some people that were complaining because somebody wanted to build a hotel. There's this uh, really crappy motel that's just really beat up and run down, and somebody wanted to raise that building and put a brand new, beautiful hotel in its place. But 70 people signed a petition, 70 busybodies, probably 90% of them who work for the government, uh, signed a petition saying, we don't want this hotel in our town, and so now it's on hold. And now this guy might not be able to bring this business here. This kind of stuff happens across the country. The bureaucrats have a stranglehold on the system, and most people are like you, Bill. Most people just throw in the towel and they say, well, you can't defeat City Hall, so why bother trying? I don't know if I agree with you. I don't know if if it's completely hopeless at this point. I would like to see, and we'll find out here in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project soon enough, whether or not it's actually possible to uh, to have some victories. Because we've had some semi-victories here so far, and some real victories, uh, in, in that we've defended against potential increases in government. We haven't actually successfully done much to downsize the government yet. There's been a bill here or there that has gone through that maybe has lessened some restrictions on homeschoolers or lessened restrictions on uh, on people, I guess, barbers. You know, you don't have to get 1,000 hours of training. Now it's only 800. Those aren't really big steps or anything like that, but it's it's something, at least. And, and more activists are coming here, and they are getting active, and I think you're going to see a snowballing effect. I think we can push the uh, the government back. And I think we can cut it down to size, but it takes effort, and and most people don't want to expend that effort. Most people just want to live their lives. They want to get the bills paid. They want to enjoy, uh, you know, a movie or a television show or something like that. Spend some time with their family. They don't want to have to think about government. They don't want to have to deal with all of this this hassle. But unfortunately, if they don't, if they don't get involved, then it is guaranteed to get worse. Bill, your final thoughts?
15: That's probably my fault. You know, I don't do that. I'm 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 like what you just said. I like to just do my my own thing. Sure. And government counts on that. i got a lot of chores to do. But even when these, and I think they're heroes, the people that do take the time and go out and hold their signs, and and they go down and they do go to the meetings, and there's a lot of people that do this, and they're escorted out and they're not heard. It's just Mm -hmm. like they're wasting their time, and it's it's just a shame.
0: Thank you for the call, Bill. Really appreciate hearing from you, and thank you for sharing that, because they count on that attitude. In fact, the government, not only do they count on you having the defeatist attitude, but they also help promulgate it by... Every step increasing taxes and regulations... It makes it seem like it's an even more hopeless situation. And the heavier taxed you are, the more you have to work in order to keep up your standard of living. Yep. So if you're used to a certain type of standard of living, for instance, you know, in the 1950s, you could have a family situation where one of the parents worked and the other could stay home at all times. That's very rare in this particular day and age because the tax burden has increased so dramatically from back then that both parents have to work now in order to have, to attain essentially the same level of living that they might have had 50 years ago with one parent working. And as taxes become more and more confiscatory and uh, and higher and higher and higher levels, it it makes it more and more difficult to make ends meet. And if it's difficult to make ends meet and you have to pick up a second or third job in order to get the bills paid to keep your standard of living up, when the hell are you going to have time to go to the city council meetings? You won't, and a government counts on that. So the more burdened you are, the more difficult it becomes for you to actually stand up and voice your opinions, and the more difficult it becomes to fight against the increases of government. Therefore, the government is able to increase and increase and increase and put more burdens on you. I mean, it, there is an end game to all this. The tyranny can't go on forever. It didn't last in the Soviet Union, and it won't last here. But in the meantime, all of our wealth is going to be eroded and confiscated by these parasites in government. And shot and blown up in uh, foreign wars. That's true as well. Let's go to Joe in Indianapolis, listening on W X N T. Hey, Joe.
9: Hi, gentlemen. You there?
0: Yes, Yes, sir. sir. What's on your mind?
9: Uh, Well, I just want to dovetail. Actually, I want two comments. I want to dovetail in with uh, the last caller. Not only did we have a 65 percent increase in our local um, income uh, county option income tax, our local county income tax, Mm. Um, and it got blown through the council, um, and there were some police officers who voted against it. Uh, but most of the fire people um, voted for it, and most of the fire people are involved in the upper ranks of the Democratic Party here mm-hmm. in Indianapolis. Um, we also had uh, reassessments have been done across the board throughout the state, and here in, in Indianapolis, some homeowners' properties, uh, their property taxes increased anywhere from 50 to 500 percent on this last assessment.
1: Whoa, 500 um, percent?
9: Yeah, yeah, and I mean, some people who've been in their homes in some areas um, are having to sell their homes because they're not having to pay twenty, thirty thousand $30,000 you know, for a year of property taxes, even though their homes were paid off. Wow. And crazy. It, that forced the governor actually to, uh, Mitch Daniels to, um, order that a complete rollback to last year's property tax assessment. And he's ordered reassessments in numerous counties in Indiana, because it turns out that they didn't bother to assess a major portion of the commercial properties, um, throughout the state. And they're having a, a big, they
0: only targeted residential properties
9: primarily. Yeah. Because of the assessment situation, the way it was, they, uh, we had a major upheaval in the last election, brought in a lot of new people who had absolutely no clue what they were doing. It was an anti-incumbency backlash, mm-hmm. and uh, we have a lot of people now who are, are clueless. I mean, our last primary election in, in May, um, there were at least a half a dozen uh, polling places that never even opened here in Marion County because they didn't bother to staff them. And I'll give you an idea how things have been going here in Indianapolis. Wow. The, the upside to it is we have several... Um, Groups and, a, and one DJ here in town on, on XNT, which is the affiliate that broadcasts you guys, mm-hmm. that is just really standing up and, and raising all kinds of holy particular about it. The Libertarian Party is getting a lot, a lot of press on what's going on, and they're really standing up saying, Look, you know, this is wrong. You guys have a really
0: need- strong Libertarian Party there at Indiana. It's one of the better ones in the country, and if you can get behind them and help them out, I'm sure they would really appreciate it. Joe, thank you for the call. We really appreciate hearing from you. 800 259 9231. The tyranny just keeps getting worse. The oppression, the taxation just keeps getting worse. If you don't stand up against it, then you might as well just be complicit for it. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, the live Saturday edition. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free even in these remaining moments. Just enough time for your call at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line for you, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site, we give them away, so enjoy those on us. If you like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, then go shopping at our store. Go to store.freetalklive.com. we got great Free Talk Live branded merchandise that uh, is very high-quality stuff. Uh, everybody's been very, very happy with all of the clothing products that we have at our store, and I think you will, too. So head over to store.freetalklive.com and get your shopping done. That's store.freetalklive.com. So, Mark, uh, earlier in the show, we were talking about uh, – well, we talked to a guy named Ken calling from Washington State who – He was in the National Guard, and uh, he was telling us that if he found out that somebody was breaking an American law, he would report them. He would turn them in. He didn't like the word snitch that I applied to him on that particular issue, but the fact is, that's what he is. And now it looks like the FBI is proposing to have an entire network of snitches throughout the United States. Well, I think that um, snitch can probably be um,
1: uh, aptly applied when it's a bad law. But when it's a good law, like you turn in a murderer
0: like murder yeah i think that's reporting it we weren't talking about murder we, no, we were talking weren't. about you know someone smoking a joint or having a gun in a state where they weren't supposed to have a gun despite the fact that there's the pesky second amendment that says you have a right to bear arms he didn't care about the second amendment all he cared about was what the law said but that is the law right but the second meant, amendment is the highest law in the world. the life. other laws the lower laws he right. he believes that they can override the ones the that second
1: have been shoved amendment. down our throats by the
0: politicians yeah. Well, now the FBI, according to ABC News, is taking cues from the CIA to recruit thousands of covert informants in the United States as part of a sprawling effort to boost its intelligence capabilities. According to a recent unclassified report to Congress, the FBI expects its informants to provide secrets about possible terrorists and foreign spies, although some may also be expected to aid with criminal investigations in the tradition of law enforcement confidential informants. The FBI didn't respond to requests for comment on this story. They said the push was driven by a 2004 directive from President Bush ordering the Bureau to improve its counterterrorism efforts by boosting its human intelligence capabilities. The aggressive push for more secret informants appears to be part of a new effort to grow its intelligence and counterterrorism efforts. Other recent proposals include expanding its collection and analysis of data on U.S. persons, retaining years' worth of Americans' phone records, and increasing so-called black-bag secret entry operations. You know what that means? Uh, sneak a peek? Yeah. It was legal, uh, became legal after the Patriot Act Mm -hmm. was, was passed, where... Which means that they can go into your house,
1: um... Look around, take whatever they want, um, and leave, and they don't have to tell you they were
0: there. Exactly right. And, uh, yeah, it's called a sneak and peek, and now they're going to be increasing the amounts of uh, sneak and peeks that they do. So if it looks as though someone's come into your home and wrestled through a few things, maybe turned on your computer and poked around. Oh Well, if they turned on your computer, they saved everything that they saw. On yeah. I can believe that. Uh, then you shadowed might- your hard drive or whatever. You might think it was just a common criminal that came in and uh, was rummaging through your home, when in fact it could be uh, the really upper echelon criminals known as the federal government. To handle the increase in so-called human sources, the FBI also plans to overhaul its database system so it can manage records and verify the accuracy of information from more than 15,000 informants, according to the document. While many of the recruited informants will apparently be U.S. residents, some informants may be overseas, recruited by foreign offices. Uh, the total cost of the effort tops $22 million, according to the document. The Bureau arranged to use elements of CIA training to teach FBI agents about source targeting and development. They will train FBI agents on comprehensive tradecraft needed to identify, recruit, and manage these confidential human sources. What wonder what that means. Well, What will they do, just start approaching people and ask them to join the snitch squad? Will there be certain people in... You know, certain positions in the world, like your cable installer, somebody who's fixing your pipes, you know, somebody who has access to the insides of homes. This sounds awfully familiar to a program that was being proposed a few years ago called the TIPS program. Remember this, Mark? Mm Mm-hmm. I forget, I think it was called Total Information Awareness or something like that. They do love their acronyms. And uh, And basically, the concept was that they were going to go and recruit cable and television installers and people that, again, have access inside people's homes to have them snitch on people if they saw something suspicious. Yes. Not reporting real crimes, but... If they see something that's suspicious, you know, if they're investigating the home of, uh, you know, Alberto Rodriguez and he's got a Spanish last name and he's got two people living in the back room of his house, then, you know, he could be an illegal immigrant or he could be harboring illegal immigrants. And so they would snitch him out. Or, you know, if they came across a bag of marijuana or something like that, maybe they found a bong in the basement, uh, then they could snitch him out to the government because they're criminals. And it was just a really scary kind of a concept. And when it saw the light of day, when people in the news started reporting on it, then they sort of backed off on it. Mm-hmm. They backed off, and uh, the Thank idea goodness. the idea, was swept under the rug, but it sounds like they're bringing it back. They're just not calling it the same thing that they called it before. It's just the FBI going to recruit 15,000 regular Americans to snitch on everybody else. The bureau, uh, let's see. Apparently, mold whether to adopt entire training courses from the CIA or the Defense Intelligence Agency, which, like the CIA, recruits spies overseas. Uh, but they ultimately determine blah 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 blah. Anyway, so there you go. More snitch society. We've seen this all over the place. It's at the it's at the lowest levels and now at the highest levels. And what I mean is from federal government all the way to local government. We've had everything from the government of uh, I think it was. One of the t- a town in Kentucky or a city in Kentucky that was recruiting second graders to snitch out on people that were not watering their lawn enough. Right, the zoning, uh, or the, the, the the zoning snitches or whatever. Yeah, and then you've get got... our children to
1: to to tell on us. And you know that my mom, when we would talk about the Soviet Union when I was little, mm. and of course it was bad, right? The Soviet Union was bad when um when I was little, and this was the Cold War kind of um, situation going on. One of the reasons that she claimed that the Soviet Union was bad was because they would at at school they would tell the kids to tell on their parents, mm. and that was considered bad. Well, now our public schools are having our children tell on us.
0: That's correct. Not only that, but also we learned this week that out in Santa Cruz, California, and I'm sure this goes on elsewhere, but they've passed a new lawn watering ordinance. Uh, that says that you know if you uh you can't water the lawn at all during the daytime and there's a special phone number set up for you to call in and snitch on your neighbors, mm-hmm. so you're encouraging regular adults to snitch on everybody else you're encouraging neighbors to to uh, rat on their neighbors, and that's not going to do good things for neighborly relations at all uh so i mean it's it's just all over the place, and I think this is really disturbing. Don't you? 800-259-9231. Let's go to the phones. You can bring up anything, even in these remaining moments. It's Michelle calling from Colorado. You're on Free Talk Live. Michelle, what's on your mind?
14: Hi.
16: No, I'm here.
0: Hi. What's hey on your mind? There. We're
16: here. Hey. You know what? I, just to lighten up the situation right now, Um, you know what the issue is? Is They went the wrong service. I'm an Air Force officer, and you know what? It's um, It's the Army. It's not like that in the Air Force, and it is the Army. What's not Um, like what
0: in the – I don't really even know what you're referring to.
16: Okay, what I'm saying is in the Air Force, you always check someone's sex. In other words, you always are watching somebody else's back, their sex. You don't narc on people. That makes for bad camaraderie. You don't nit noise because we're just a little bit more chilled. Well, I don't
0: know if we're necessarily talking about intra bureaucracy snitching. We're talking about people snitching out other their neighbors and their friends and their and their family members and that sort of thing
8: i calls
16: I called earlier a long time ago, like around I don't know earlier this evening when the army guy called he mm-hmm. was um that Army guy,
0: yeah, the national guard guy, uh-huh. Yeah.
16: Um, well, maybe maybe I'm out of line, and I don't want to take up the phone lines if that's if I'm out of out of turn and. Oh no, no,
0: there's this, no out of turn here. It's free talk line. I you mean, if I'm out
16: of, out of it. turn, and that doesn't make sense, then I don't want to talk.
0: You're saying that you're saying that in in the Air Force, it's not as uh, the, the, just things are a little bit different there as far as the internals are concerned.
16: I, I guess yes, and I, it's this is just kind of lightening up things because it's kind of like. All other service always la- likes to laugh at the other service, and so I'm trying to lighten up the situation. I'm sure an army guy is going to call and just say, oh, those Air Force people are wimps.
0: Well, no, they won't, because the show's almost over. Thanks for the call, Michelle. <laughs> Let's talk to Ted in Austin, listening on, uh, I guess, uh, Radio Free Austin. Hello, Ted.
8: Hello, this is Ted. Hey, what's on your mind? Well, you were talking about the police earlier, and I thought I might interject a comment about the my own experience with please, the police.
0: Please be Austin. brief. We're right at the end of the show, so you've got about 30 seconds, Ted. Go for Very it. Very
8: fine. I've had about a dozen or so encounters with the police due to burglaries, traffic pullovers, minor things, mm-hmm. routine things. They were infallibly the most professional bunch of people you ever want to meet. And I know you don't get much in, input uh, on that side of the thing. But I thought I would stick my oar in the water and see what kind of response
4: I would get.
1: I can actually, I, I I totally appreciate it, Ted. When I've had problems, the police have absolutely been very professional. They've done very little to solve the problems as far as burglaries and
0: finding uh, stolen vehicles, but they have been nice as they could be about it. You're also one of the more respectables, Mark. You don't, uh, you know, you don't drive a beat up car. Uh, I live in a nice sort of section thing. of town. You live, yeah, white. You, you live a good life. You're a white guy. A so that might be a factor, too. But, Ted, I appreciate the story. And there definitely are good guys out there mm-hmm. on the police squads. It's just the bad ones ruin it for the rest. We'll see you Monday night. Online in the meantime, freetalklive.com. Have a great weekend.